Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Hershey. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are discussing Michigan's 56-10 win over an unranked Hawaii team. I think we're going to start off again like we did last week with our little game summaries and our game format of the game summaries where around the hand and Harl, like around the horn, we're each going to have one minute to summarize the game and then we are going to score each other on how well we summarize the game. And this time we are going to be harsher on each other with the scoring. Okay, Harley? Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, um, I did have an extra point last week that we forgot about. So I did win, win. last week. So I am 1-0. And, and Harley is 0-1. Okay. And the podcast is honestly 1-1. <laughs> it's very astute. <laughs> do you want to go first this week since i went first last week yeah for sure okay let me pull up my timer yeah let me know when i I can start okay um okay i'll start timing when you start speaking okay the michigan wolverines beat the hawaii rainbow warriors 56 to 10 to improve to 2-0 on the season the quarterback battle came to a close as jonathan james came out on top getting the nod after a stellar performance he threw 11 for 12 251 yards and three touchdowns. Michigan came out swinging, scoring on its opening drive for the first time in I don't know when. It felt like a different team in the sense that the Wolverines will be competitive and honestly back in the playoff. They played their entire roster, it looks like, as the scores came from Hawaii without the major players in. Cade was booed, which sucks because people are ungrateful. I get that Harbaugh gave him chances with the starters and he threw a pick and had drives in and punts, but to boo him is garbage. Is that all? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so um, in terms of literary merit, I'm going to give you a point for that because I felt like it had a good literary quality to it. Um, In terms of like a good mixture of like facts, but then also adding in your own personal experience, I'll also give you a point for that. So I think those points add up to like five points. Um, In terms of like meeting the time requirement, you get one point for not going over, but you get minus two points for being 20 (laughs) seconds short, so I'll give you a total of four points. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Oh yeah, I need to pull up my... Did you do timer or stopwatch? I did stopwatch. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Alright. <laughs> After a one-hour rain delay, the fourth-highest-ranked team in the country, which is Michigan, played the worst team in the country. And worst team in the country is not just hyperbolic. It, this Hawaii team is actually ranked dead last of all 131 FBS teams. Michigan could have easily hung 100 on them, but instead we opted into giving a million players a chance to see the field. Of those million players, there's one that everyone is talking about, Jonathan James McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy played, in the words of Jim Harbaugh himself, a nearly flawless game. He was 11 for 12 on pass attempts, threw for 229 yards and three touchdowns, and his only incompletion was a dropped pass. He's already apparently a Heisman frontrunner, according to the people who bet on that kind of thing, and Harbaugh confirmed to nobody's surprise that after the bizarre QB battle between J.J. McCarthy and last year's starter Cade McNamara, JJ is officially Michigan's starting quarterback and will be for the foreseeable future unless something else happens. Um, so, yeah. That's all. Very nice. Thank you. 
Oh, you went over by like one second, and then I like realized like. <laughs> That's why I was killing time. I was waiting for you to tell me that I needed to finish. I did. Off. I wasn't going to interrupt you again, but I also want to interrupt myself. And you're gonna have to take off another score because I forgot to check my like homework, and I gave JJ like too many passing yards. I like uh. just wrote a number down, and I was like, I'll look at it later, and I. Knew <laughs> Why would you write a number down when you're going to look at it later instead of just writing, like, a... <laughs> look at like it later. An X. <laughs> I knew it was, like, 200-something, and I was like, this feels good. And then okay. I... <laughs> I'm glad I can be here as a copy editor. <laughs> and so, let's see. I think you also did a nice blend of, like, highlights giving the f- and the facts. It was a decent flow. So I think through all of that, I will give you four points. You did go over by a second, and then you kind of just, like, teetered off towards the end, and it didn't feel like a concise ending. So, you only get one point. So, you get five. <laughs> so, I win again. <laughs> you, so, you win again, just because I gave the wrong stance. <laughs> and I guess because okay. I went under. Right. But it is what it is. Okay, so I'm 2-0, and oh, you're 0-2, oh the podcast is 1-1. One and one. I think, we keep saying we're going to make a rubric, but that's that also feels too difficult, so I don't know. Well, we have to come up with a better way of doing <laughs> Which is, like, you know, deliver the facts that are, like, correct and accurate, meet the minute, and then, you know be the funniest. Maybe we, I don't know. We could, yeah, add some points for, like, a little pizzazz. Maybe a little pizzazz. It's still a work in progress, but, you know, hey, for practice listeners, you know, just try and, like, summarize the Michigan game in a minute. Over for really practice? 60 seconds. Yeah. Practicing for what? Just, you know, if you ever appear on Views from Pod, <laughs> we might just, like, cold call you and be like, hey, you gotta do minutes <laughs> to win it around the Hyun and Harl. <laughs> Stumble into my room on accident when we're recording. <laughs> exactly. You always be prepared to give a one-minute summary of a Michigan game. You never know. No, that's so true. I feel like people in my life call upon me for that, actually, more often than you'd think. Yeah, but also, Harley, What's up? I said more points for pizzazz, but if you come in with too much pizzazz, I will take points off. Because I'm not, oh, okay. I'm not a fan of, like, unnecessary pizzazz. Good to know. But you know who has pizzazz? The Michigan football team. And I want mm. to highlight some of the glows and grows that they had oh, from this do. past weekend. Okay. So, for glows, it was obviously the offense. And the offense was so good that Jake Moody uh, had the day off in terms of field goals. Um, and then also there was a bunch of other rando kickers that came in for point-after attempts. So, that's when you know your offense was really good. Um, Michigan also had 588 total yards. Uh, last week, they had 410 total yards. So that just goes to show what happened when we put JJ in and then we played Hawaii. Uh, I also said that JJ could throw deep balls and receivers could receive, which was really nice, except for obviously that one like drop pass, which wasn't JJ's fault. Um, and as for Grows, uh, I only really have like highlights for Grows in terms of, like, the second and third string people, because, like, obviously they were the ones that allowed Hawaii to score. And, um, but, you know, they also got to, like, glow because they got to, like, play 
in an actual Michigan game, which is kind of cool. But I guess the only grow that I have for the game against Hawaii isn't even for the team itself, but for Michigan fans. And that's, we need to grow up and not booed K. McNamara. Thoughts? <laughs> um, agreed. <laughs> I think we're going to get into that more later, but yeah, absolutely. Grow up. That's a, that was a clever wordplay. Thank you. Even. I was very proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my glows and grows are obviously similar. This game didn't give us much in terms of discussion, which... I'm mm-hmm. grateful for. Well, I'm yes. not grateful for because I like discussing, but I'm grateful for because if it gave us stuff to discuss, that would have been a bad sign. So mm-hmm. we're probably going to be repeating each other a bit because they're just, like Harbaugh said, it was close to flawless, which means there's not much that you can pick apart because they just kind of played the way you would play if you... I was going to say the way you play if you had a like video game and you put it in autopilot, but I'm like not entirely sure that's how video games work. Um, it's like a, it's an interesting like, comparison, but I don't know if we'd be able to like accurately like make the like com- yeah <laughs> ability to compare. <laughs> We're not um, the experts in the video games, but I understand what you're saying. Thank you. It was like we were playing like a computer person. What are they exactly? Called? CPU. Like a... <laughs> I think that's right. C- C- no, like. V- VR? <laughs> no, no, not VR. Oh, CPU no, no, no. is like computer processing unit. Yeah. I thought that was like how much storage your computer has. Anyways, what are you Anyway, <laughs> my glow is not just JJ McCarthy as a whole, but we're getting a bit more microscopic and it is his arm. Um, he threw 11 for 12 on pass attempts, like I said, threw for 229 yards and three touchdowns. And some of those, I mean, all of all of his passes were very accurate, like right into the hands of the receiver. Even the incompletion was pretty much right into the hands of the receiver. It was a dropped mm-hmm. pass, so he he did touch it <laughs> before it hit the ground. Nice. Um, and there were some really beautiful deep balls that I just feel like have been very few and far between as a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. And those are just so nice and satisfying to watch. And also, like, we know J.J. McCarthy can run, so it was kind of nice to just see him throw the ball over and over in this game instead of relying on his legs. So his arms get, or his arm, his his right arm gets the shout out for this week. Um, nice. And in terms of grows, I don't necessarily have anything that I saw this week that I want them to improve upon. But in general, an area of growth for this Michigan team is that they haven't seen any adversity yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, that doesn't, like, they played better than you would expect a top 10 team to play against the worst team in the country, I would say. Even though that's already, like, you know, you already expect the top 10 team in the country to uh, to do really well against the worst team in the country. But they mm-hmm. played better than expected, even though they didn't quite cover the spread. That was by choice, because we pulled our starters pretty early on. Um, exactly. But we haven't seen JJ have to, like, really go through his progressions and like have like decision making opportunities um so that's a growth area is just seeing how he does at that because I do think that's an area where having a young quarterback can be a bit of a liability I'm not saying it will be we have no reason to think that yet but in general that is an area where the the youngness of our quarterback could cause us some problems down the line especially because we're not going to really have JJ facing any adversity prior to Big Ten play, and I'm okay with that. I like the easy schedule early on. I think it's fine, especially with the four-team college football playoff, but 
it does kind of suck that he won't be tested at all and won't have to like get used to coming back from behind or doing anything like that. Hopefully he won't this whole season, but it does make things a little bit more questionable when we get into Big Ten play. That is a very good point. And I don't really know like when we'll have that like moment. But yeah, I am also looking forward to that, yeah. <laughs> our first two Big Ten teams are Maryland and Iowa, so it looks like it will kind of be a steady a steady little increase into more difficult play, but not like we're going to be dumped into the Ohio State game right away. That's fair. Um, do we want to move into Two Truths and a Lie? I would love to. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> okay, so just for those of you who might not know, Two Truths and a Lie is pretty much what it sounds like. We're both going to read out three fun facts. Two of them will be true. One of them will be a lie. And then we will guess which two are the truths and which one is the lie. Love it. Do you want to go first? I will go first. Okay. This was the largest point margin between Michigan and Hawaii. uh, 56 to 10 in reference. Uh, Michigan is undefeated all-time against Hawaii, as in Michigan has beat Hawaii every single time they played. I know what uh, undefeated means. <laughs> I, like, read it, and I was like, that sounds weird. I'm going to clarify, just in case I said that wrong. Um, Hawaii had um, a higher third-down efficiency than Michigan. Ooh. I kind of feel like the higher third-down efficiency has to be true, because I don't know why you would make that up. Um, I would guess Michigan is undefeated against Hawaii because I can't imagine they've played all that many times considering I want to say Michigan has been a football program longer than Hawaii has been a state and (laughs) (laughs) um okay so the other one was this is the lie that one has to be a lie and I know we played Hawaii in I want to say 2016 or Mm -hmm. 2017 2016 and I remember that was a pretty big win um, so I'm going to say that one is the lie. And you would be correct. We beat Hawaii 63-3 to in 2016. I just had a flashback to my Instagram caption that day. It was 63-3. to Nice. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for mine? I am ready. Let's see what you got. Okay, the first one. Michigan had 588 total yards of offense against Hawaii. That is the highest number of total yards since la- that Michigan has had since last year's game against Northern Illinois when we had 606 total yards. The next one. Five different ball carriers scored touchdowns against Hawaii. The last time that five different ball carriers scored a touchdown was last year's game against Northern Illinois. And then the third one. 96 players saw game action yesterday. That is the highest number of players to see game action since last year's game against Northern Illinois, where 106 players saw game action. So all of these are from, like, Northern Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or are well, I know they? the first one is true. Um, the only yeah, one I but... don't know for, like, positive is, like, how many people we actually had out there. Wait, where's the second one again? Five different ball carriers scored touchdowns against Hawaii. The last time that five different ball carriers scored a touchdown was last year's game against Northern Illinois. Five different ball carriers. Even have five running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine have a lot of components that could be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to go with the second one being false. Yeah, the second one is false, but it's not because we did have five different ball carriers score a touchdown. But the last time that that happened was my favorite game, the 2016 Rutgers game. (laughs) Yeah, when Higdon Hill, Isaac Peppers, and Henderson all scored touchdowns in that game. Nice. Look at me go. Possible elimination. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It could be the third one because there's just so many people. But now it's nice yeah. to know like how many people like actually made it out onto the field. Because in everything that I've like written and discussed this week about, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Michigan played literally every single person that they had. But I'm not. I never like bothered to like count how many people that was i just assumed it's a hard stat to find it's not on pff or espn i heard it on a a podcast yeah like how did you how did you though did you just go through and just check them off i I got it from a podcast yeah but how did that podcast figure it out it was like okay well it was like a a podcast that referenced a podcast and the podcast that the podcast referenced was the john jansen one that's like I want to say, like, the official one. <laughs> there are so many podcast inception <laughs> right here. Cite your sources. Um, but, yes, you know, game I think two you, truths and a lie. Yeah. I think you did really well and tried to, like, throw me off by all your words. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be wordy. I just needed to loop Northern Illinois in there. And I honestly, like, blocked that game out for some reason. I think because shortly after we lost to Michigan State and I was like, I'm never rooting for Michigan football again. And also, I was so hard-hearted during the season last year because I was traumatized Mm -hmm. by the triple overtime against Rutgers season that even though last year was our our best season (laughs) in so long, I didn't get my hopes up until, like, after we beat Ohio State. That's fair. Had my hopes high. (laughs) Okay. So now we're going to move into superlatives. Our first superlative, per usual, is the diaper dandy of the week. Um, it's kind of obvious that, like, JJ would get diaper dandy of the week because, like we said, mm-hmm. he is an infant and he did quite well. Um, but instead, we're going to go with CJ Stokes. I wish I had CJ Stokes' stats pulled up, but he's just looking like a really good running back and he played really well. He was a ball carrier that hadn't touched him. Yeah, he was one of the five. <laughs> oh, hi. Um, but yeah, um, while we could have give, given JJ the diaper dandy, we did give him maybe the most prestigious award that we have to offer, which is Vibe the Vibes. You have to vibe the vibes in order to win QB1, and that's what JJ McCarthy did. So, good job, Jonathan James. Also, what's up with the smiley faces on your hands? Oh, we'll get to that. Cool. <laughs> Can you do the next one? Because I actually was not aware of that. Yeah, so uh, the Michigan Basketball like, Hall of Famer or something like, along those lines um, had their like ceremony over the weekend as well. And both John Beeline, who's the head coach for Michigan for a while, and then obviously Chris Weber of the Fab Five both made it into the Michigan uh, Sports Hall of Fame uh, this past weekend. And I believe it's the first time that the two of them have met each other. And, yeah, that um, makes sense. You know, shout out to them. Both of them Hall of Fame, star-studded uh, Michigan people. Love it for them. Wait, so this is like the Michigan-specific basketball mm-hmm. hall of fame 
No, do you know? It's either basketball or I think it's just like sports in general. I don't know for sure. Because I know there's an S in there. Okay. It's like M-S-H-O-F. Yeah, it's like Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Do you know if Chris Webber, like why it took him this long? I assume it was because he was banned from being associated with Michigan for a while, but that ban has been over for like six years now. Do you know if he was able to come sooner and he just chose not to or like what the deal is? I love that. I think gossip. it's like got a into it. voting thing. He just it's got like voted rolling. in. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know like why it like took so long. But sometimes it does, honestly. Yeah, well I know there's like a time constraint for mm-hmm. those things, but John Beeline just left Michigan like what, four three, four years ago? And Chris Webber's been gone for thirty years. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you like find some of that hot goss on it. Yeah. Okay, so best snip um, is a little snip. <laughs> I feel like I need to clarify this. I was working on a. I, I, was work- <laughs> I was working on a PC instead of a MacBook when we were outlining. And you know how on, on PCs you have to call it the snipping tool instead of a screenshot. And I'm always like searching so in the toolbar. Where is the snipping tool? So anyway, I took a snip of Michigan's um, game recap thing on ESPN. And I just wanted to share uh, a snip of it, if you will. Um, okay, this is the like starting at beginning of game. Okay, cool. Um, play number one, Michigan touchdown, Hawaii punt, Michigan touchdown, Hawaii punt, Michigan touchdown, Hawaii punt, Michigan punt, Hawaii punt, Michigan touchdown, Hawaii punt. And then if you were following along with the math, it is now 28 Michigan, sorry, Michigan 28, Hawaii zero. So nice. that is a fun way to start out a game. That is a great snip. Okay, moving on, Harley. Give JJ <laughs> his next award. He's really taking them all home tonight. <laughs> he really is. But this one is the You Smile Award. Specifically, the You Smile, like, spell the way that is on My World 2.0. So, JJ McCarthy won the You Smile wait, Award. Wait, 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 wait. Can you clarify <laughs> what My World 2.0 is for those who that have not That is the second album of Justin Bieber. Also part two to My World. So together with My World, it is like My World. And then there's (laughs) My World World Acoustic and My World's Collection. Which You Smile is also on My World Acoustic. And Never Say Never, the remixes, which You Smile is not on. Oh, it is not on that one. No. Maybe the acoustic version is. I think it's just the acoustic version. Okay. But anyway. also, notably, You Smile was the song that was written for the fans, allegedly. Yeah, so I think JJ kind of embodies that, and it's, like, for the fans. But also, JJ is, like, weirdly into smiley faces. Like, We're not I don't know. Sure why. We're trying to debunk it. We, we've been speculating, and Hartley had a really good speculation today, but he, like, his name on Instagram is a smiley face, and then he, like, wrote a smiley face on his hand Author. with Sharpie before the game, <laughs> and his, his, like, occupation on Instagram is author, and <laughs> and then today he came out with this line of Michigan merch that just has, like, smiley faces on it. He's, like, really into smiley faces. It's, like, his thing, but... Why? I don't know. It might be because he really likes the song You Smile by Justin Bieber. And I wonder if he prefers the acoustic version. Do you think he ever goes up to somebody who's like, you smile, I smile? Do you think that's what he says to the Michigan fans? I think so. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you think he's gonna reenact the You Smile music video where they're playing with like water guns outside <laughs> and he's gonna recreate it with the Michigan fans? He's like, your world is my world, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way you ever go and get any less than you should. No, the lyrics are really pertinent, I must say. Yeah, I was just about to say, now that like, also, like, shout out to my brain for still, like, knowing the lyrics by heart. That's like a, a J.J. McCarthy Easter egg. Also, we rewrote a Justin Bieber song about how Michigan always runs it up the gut on a third down, so maybe we should rewrite You Smile about J.J. But we wouldn't JJ. even have to rewrite anything. It's already about him. Mm-hmm. The so other maybe we thing- should just, like, get some snips and then, like, edit together, like, one of those, like, lyric videos, but it's just J.J. instead of Justin <laughs> who falls for it. Oh my gosh, if you were, like, a fan of any of those boy bands in, like, 2010, you remember those YouTube videos that were just, like, slideshows of them smiling, and, like, as the song played, up, like, a little bit of a pitch so that it wouldn't get copyrighted? Oh my god, yeah. Good times. Okay, one more thing about JJ that falls under the umbrella of the You Smile Award. Before the game... He, like, apparently high-fived every single person on the team, and the Michigan media was like, what a guy. That just speaks to his character. A real Michigan man. He high-fived everyone on the team. And I'm like, I can just imagine myself being, like, a third-string defensive lineman and being like, Do, like, JJ's coming around, hey, guys, get a smile on your face, and high-fiving everyone, and I'm like, why does he have to high-five everyone? Right? But I don't know. Maybe people like it. I'm sure people like it. I'm someone who doesn't like things that everyone else likes. So I'm sure it really enthused the team, was a good energy bringer. It's windy outside. (laughs) I was like, where'd you go? (laughs) Do you want to do the next two awards? Um, Sure. So we have two that are a little bit self-explanatory. We have Welcome Back to the End Zone, which went to Ronnie Bell because he scored his first touchdown since last year when he was out with an ACL tear. Um, We love Ronnie Bell. He's also Mm -hmm. faced a lot of adversity as a Michigan player, I would say. He can relate Mm -hmm. to Cade McNamara with the booze, which makes me really sad because he's another player who just does not deserve it in any capacity. And also, Mm -hmm. he really, not that Cade deserved it, but Ronnie really didn't deserve it because, like, it's not like he was... Well, okay, he did make some mistakes, but it's not like mm-hmm. he was going to be replaced. Like, he was still a receiver. Um, exactly. And then the Welcome to the End Zone Award went to Isaiah Gash, who got his first career touchdown at the Univ of Mish. So congratulations to Isaiah Gash. Yay. Okay, I next say one? once again, <laughs> another ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this one, I don't, I want to know what the goss is because it's the side eye emoji award. And if you were on Michigan Twitter during the Michigan game against Hawaii, um, you probably saw, I don't know, maybe. I don't think many people saw I don't know why I still follow this man. Uh, but Shea Patterson just tweeted the side eye emoji and I think he knows the goss and I just want to know what it is. Because this was after, obviously, watching JJ's performance. And, you know, I just want to know what the goss is. I don't think there's goss. I think he was just, like, tweeting eyeballs to symbolize that he was watching the game. Truly. Mm-hmm. I Or, like, Michigan is like, oh, wow, Michigan's good. 
Yeah, because here's the thing. I saw that, I and the first thing the I gosh, said was... Though. Do you think he knows who Kate is? I think he does. Yeah, but the first thing I I thought when I saw that was, is Shay Patterson a Michigan fan? Because, like, That's I don't... also... Good point. Mm, I'm, I'm sure... He was also booed by Michigan. Actually, yes. I don't know. What quarterback wasn't booed? Come on now. Yeah. Um, now that no, I think I about know. it, what quarterback did we not boo? We as in you and I. Or in like the Harbaugh era. <laughs> Who have we not booed as like a collective group? Yeah, but I do think the Cade situation is a little bit sadder. It is but I, I also don't think... I don't know. I know we booed John I feel like the other I can't ones, think yeah, of it. other instance. ones were kind of warranted. Yeah. Probably Wilton Spate, too. Probably. But I don't know. I don't know, Harley, but this might be some revisionist history. I don't remember. I'm sure John O'Corn was booed against Ohio State. Other than that, well, players he did, he played really that. poorly. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We were we were winning, and this man... No, okay, we're not going to get into we're, that. We're, we're not, not going to get into that. that. We're not going to get into that. Okay, moving on <laughs> to the Conspiracy Theorist Award. Um, this, yeah, this is a new one that I had. Oh, I saying, my laptop. La la. My laptop just went to dark mode because it became 8 o'clock. Um, Ooh. okay. Conspiracy Theorist Award goes to the various people speculating about the quarterback battle. There are a few different speculations, such as, like, many people have been saying that Harbaugh probably already knew that JJ was going to be the starter and he did this quarterback battle so that he could convince the rest of the world instead of having everyone yell at him like, why are you starting JJ? Start Kate. He did so well last year. Um, another conspiracy theory that I actually haven't seen people say, but I like came up with in my mind and then I thought there's got to be people who think this, um, mm-hmm. is that he did the... he Okay, so in this conspiracy theory, once again, Harbaugh knows that JJ is going to be the starter and he does this quarterback battle to keep Cade out of the transfer portal so that he can have Cade as a backup. Um, I think both of those conspiracy theories under most coaches would be pretty plausible. And they're not super outlandish for Michigan. I just don't think it adds up with like who Harbaugh is and like other things that we've heard. Especially mm-hmm. given that JJ was injured most of the offseason. I feel like it's probably pretty likely that Cade and JJ, like, Cade was probably looking better than JJ at first, and then JJ kept getting better as he recovered from his injury, and going into week one, I, I believe, Harbaugh, that they both looked equal, but what do you think, Harley? I mean, I agree in the sense that, like, there's never been another instance where he would, like, Harbaugh would have proactively would have kept somebody out of the transfer portal. Like, I remember, like, seeing, like, some, like, decent names, like, that left, and I was like, you know, they're, I mean, obviously this is a different situation because this was obviously, like, the quarterbacks here, but I don't think, like, if it was, like, to impact, like, their careers, he would have, like, hindered them from doing so, so I do kind of think that, like, Cade thought maybe, like, you know, this was kind of, like, more of a guarantee than it would be somewhere else, and, like, he could still, like, fight to be QB1, like, at Michigan, rather than just, like, you know, being somewhere else as, like, probably, honestly, a backup there, too. Like, I would rather be a backup at Michigan than somewhere else. But what do I know? I don't know the entire, like, inner workings of the transfer portal, but I can see it, like, nowadays, like, you kind of want to retain your people like that. But, you know, what, what can I say? 
<laughs> also, Michigan quarterbacks are not Ohio State quarterbacks. And mm. what I mean by that is Michigan backup quarterbacks who have gone into the transfer portal generally have not fared well elsewhere. I was just about to say, I was like, I don't think Joe Milton's playing right now. Cajun's probably like, hmm, that could be me. So I'll just stay here, you know? Yeah, possibly. But I also think he stayed here because he genuinely thought he was going to be the starting quarterback. That's also true. That's kind of what I think as well. Okay, next award. <laughs> go for it, Harley. I have to, like, go through. Oh, do we get the, like, okay. I like this one. Now that I know, like, the number. Uh, so we played... The Play the Whole Team Award goes to the Michigan Wolverines. I don't know the extent of, like, the full, like, roster as in the number, but, like, you said 92, right? Uh, yeah. 94. Something like Um, that. I said 96. Oh, even better. 96 (laughs) people saw the field, and I think that's incredible and a really good, like, moment for everyone honestly i don't know if that was the entire team i hope it was um and i don't know there was some pretty significant playing time for people that like wouldn't normally have that so i kind of liked how like you know like you mentioned like way earlier that like we totally could have hang 100 on like hawaii but like we just opted to like pull our starters obviously early to like injury prevention all that but then we also really like got to let, like, the rest of the team just, like, front the game. And they did exceedingly well, you know? Only allowed, like, 10 points. So, I'm glad we got to do that and got to see that. And that's, like, one of the things that's, like, relaxing about playing, like, weenies during, like, the first couple non-conference games is that you can really let other people, like, shine. You don't normally get to shine. Like, you know, if we were playing Notre Dame, like, we wouldn't be playing these people... (laughs) But would we? I don't know. We might have been. I mean, I guess, like, that Notre Dame is a bad example this year, but any other year, you know? Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. (laughs) Or, like, Um, Washington. We have a fun new segment coming in this week called JJ's Inspirational (laughs) Quotes of the Week. Um, I only started collecting this data yesterday, so I don't have a lot. Oh, so much data. But this um, is still a significant amount of data. (laughs) So, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you all saw this on Twitter or elsewhere, other sources, but Mm -hmm. after the Colorado State game where Cade didn't look great and JJ looked really good in the few moments that he came in, um, JJ McCarthy reposted this inspirational quote on his Instagram story about letting go of your ego, and Mm -hmm. people on Twitter were speculating that it was shade towards Cade. Um, but no offense, I don't think boys have the emotional intelligence to throw shade via inspirational <laughs> quote on Instagram. I think that is solely a communication tactic used by girls. Harley, have you... <laughs> I, I cannot imagine you doing that. Have you ever thrown shade versus via an inspirational quote on your Instagram story? I literally have never done that once in my life. I But I, like, don't, don't sh- throw shade. I think I swap tweet sometimes, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't think I... Yeah, mine would more be to, like, prove a point. But I don't even, I think sometimes I just see inspirational quotes and think, oh, that speaks to me. And I post it on my story. I'm sure, like, this is the case, but people were making something out of nothing. Exactly. So I'm sure. Because, like, if they, like, like you said, you had a bunch of, like, data points, which all were kind of, like, reflective of that, like, one post. So if you don't, like, constantly, like, keep up with, like, what JJ's posting on his Instagram story, it probably did look a little, like, out of touch after the game. 
But, like, this is literally the content that he has, like, all the time. Yeah, that's true. He probably should have thought it through and realized that people would interpret it that way. But, like mm-hmm. I said, I don't think boys, like, think through things that way. No. That's not a JJ-specific <laughs> thing. It's just, like, in my experience with, like, every man I've ever met. Um, but I have been doing some data collection starting yesterday about the inspirational quotes that JJ posts on his Instagram story. So, so far, I have two in the past 24 hours, which I think is statistically significant. Um, the one he posted yesterday was... A quote from Mark Twain, worrying is like paying a debt you don't owe. And then one from today is from Carl Jung. Even a happy life cannot be without a measure of darkness. And the word, the world, the word happy would lose its meaning if it were not balanced by, balanced by sadness. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words there. And then, oh, not Kate. I wrote Kate. That is so not true. Um, JJ, when he reposted that, he added a little bit of his own flair into it, and he added, there is Yin. There is Yang. Amazing. I'm so looking forward to, like, more of this segment. Do you feel inspired? Like, maybe a little uplifted, but I'm just like, I can't believe, like, this is real life. Like Do you the think LeBron that on James meme? <laughs> like, I can't believe this is my life. <laughs> smiling through it all. You smiling through it all. Do you think he says stuff like this? Do you this think in the JJ thought room? that was super deep? Yeah. So, like, that's the LeBron James. Oh, the LeBron meme. <laughs> Did you see that video of Trevor Lawrence pumping up his team before the game in the tunnel? It was, like, really bad. I couldn't watch it because people were like, I feel so unmotivated after watching this. And I was like, okay, I know this is going to be bad. Like, this is, like, the Cade McNamara <laughs> video, but Trevor Lawrence. It was so funny because the accounts posting it were, were what team does he play for? He plays for the Jaguars. Thank you. The Jags official and or Twitter account was like, yeah, speak it, Trevor. And then you go to the video and it's, like, them <laughs> in the tunnel. And it's the most monotonous Trevor Lawrence you've ever heard. And he's like, come on, guys. This is our chance to prove we can do it. Oh, that's so awful. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm not watching it. It's the, like, come on, guys. What if we won out? Like, what if we won out? I'm like, oh, I can't watch it. It makes my stomach hurt. I hate it so much. And Michigan fans were like, I'm ready to run through a wall. You go, okay. <laughs> what? Can I let this kid with blonde highlights tell you what if we won out? <laughs> No. <laughs> it's also like when Shay was quarterback. Oh, I know we're going down a rabbit hole now, but oh, no, I, I could not understand hole. him in press conferences. He would not enunciate. He spoke so quietly, yes, and then people were like, the "He's a great leader in the locker mumbles. room," and we're like, <laughs> "We're like, how is he a great leader in the locker room?" I guarantee he's going out there like. <laughs> I cannot imagine him as a leader in the locker room. Just because he mumbles so much. But he was oh my as gosh. I was. Go ahead. No, I was just like I'm reminiscing on that. That we like we're discussing how he like mumbles. Like there's no way you could hear anything that he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on to the Michigan Twitter storyline of the week, or that we get it already segment. Um, this is kind of pertinent because we're currently being kind of mean. Uh, but they can't hear us right now is the difference. Um, so people in the big house were booing our kind young man. I feel like that's what to say. Young kind man. young man, Cade McNamara. <laughs> I have no evidence to the contrary. Um, first of all, I, I said this in my hand last week, which is my hand rant. I feel extremely bad for Cade McNamara because 
I really do think he's been playing nervous. I think he's been in his head, putting a lot of pressure on himself. I think that he thought this job was his, and rightfully so. I know it's football, and it can come like be taken from you at any moment, and I know he knows mm-hmm. that better than anyone, but... I just feel like it was probably extremely disappointing to come off of last season and probably be so excited coming out of last season and then lose your starting job, play nervous, play worse than you have in a very long time, and then have the fans booing you. Like, he's still mm-hmm. our backup quarterback. We don't know what will happen to JJ, not to be ominous. Um, I was like, don't say that. Please take that out. <laughs> Nothing bad happens. But, like, for real, I just, I feel really bad for Cade. I think this is a sad way for him to potentially end his Michigan starting career or his mm-hmm. football starting career, period. Like, this is probably one of the harder emotional moments of his life. And I get that it's football. Like, it's not like we have to give him the starting position to make his emotions better. But we don't have to boo him. Like, mm-hmm. what? It's just the lack of, like, perspective and the lack of, like, empathy that, like, some people have. And it's just kind of gross because, you know, we, like, tout ourselves as, like, high and mighty, like, you know, we're Michigan fans, like, we're the best of the best, we're the leaders and best, blah, blah, blah. But then to get up there and to have the, the guy that got the start, like, pretty much, like, what, halfway through the jump of a garbage 2020 team to take that team and bring them all the way to the Big Ten Championship after, you know, getting a a win against Ohio State for their first time in a decade. And you want to look at this man that did all of that for you in the span of a year and then boo him? What? What? Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, what the thought process was behind that. And, like, he can hear you. That's just straight disrespectful. That is just so disrespectful. I mean, regardless of, like, how you feel, and, like, obviously, like, anyone with eyes can see, like, a talent differential between the two, but just, again, just the lack of perspective. I'm like, you really just took yourself out completely and just sort of, like, well, you know, that was last year. I'm like, yeah, and our team wouldn't be playing this well, you know, it's a continuation of last year. Like, all the people that are still, like, doing, going through the motions are, like, the majority of the people that we had. Yeah, it was just so unwarranted, and like we can totally be better than that. Like that is not like, like if we had a real reason, you know, like the John O'Corn interception thing against Ohio State, that is cause for boozing, booing. <laughs> okay, like, but still, like, l- like not, literally, not like throwing one move. interception against like a poopy Hawaii team, like whatever. That sucks, but you can get over it. But blowing yeah. a game against Ohio State, that's worse. So, like, I mean, you obviously, I don't want to boo any of our college athletes because, you know, at the end of the day, they're, like, 18 to 21-year-olds, and you're, like, you don't want to do that for, like, the psyche and all that, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, that it, there is literally, like, not a single reason that I can think of in my brain for anyone to boo anybody during that game. And so I was like, Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Harley and I were reading the, um, like, there was a a tweet that went pretty viral about, like, don't boo Cade, basically, was the gist of it, Mm -hmm. and I was reading the quote tweets, and a lot of people were justifying it. They were like, well, uh, championship wins aren't a quarterback stat, they're a team stat, and one guy was like, but he threatened to throw off the momentum of the game, and it could have been disastrous. Like, uh, no, he did not. (laughs) He is not that powerful. (laughs) The momentum was not going anywhere. But my favorite was someone quote tweeted it and was like, I've been convicted. I'm sorry. 
Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Just, like, take a moment. Take yourself out. Just think about, like, what this man has done. And, you know, I will have nothing but respect for him. Agree. Like, until JJ beats Ohio State, like, what what does he have on Kate, you know? That's true. Just beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Where's the Just That's... Beat Ohio State crowd right now? Right. <laughs> um, <loud. laughs> okay, so we're actually going to have to move quickly through our favorite non-Michigan college football storylines of the week because mm-hmm. we've somehow been talking about this game longer than we ever thought we would have enough material that is for. Fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the first one, these are just, it was a, a chaotic, crazy, super fun weekend of college football. Uh, it's again. week, yeah. Once again, but I would say this one is number one in my rankings of fun college football Ooh, weekends oh, of yeah, the year. It's warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern. Scott Frost was finally fired, and the funniest part is like if they had <laughs> waited a couple weeks, they would have saved was it how many million dollars? Um, it was around like seven point five million. Was it they would have saved seven point five million mm-hmm. or okay? Yeah, they're so, paying him fifty million right now to leave. But if they it. made it to October, it would have been seven point five million. Got it. So okay, they, so they they, <laughs> they paid, paid a, they paid an extra almost eight million dollars to get that man out there, which is like kind of, which, it's so which funny. Is <laughs> fair because also like it is so you gotta just too. rip off the band aid. Um, <laughs> Jessica Smetana, who's one of my favorite like sports personalities reporters Mm -hmm. she tweeted that her dream job is a fired college football coach i literally could do what scott frost could do and maybe better yeah get fired nebraska if you're looking looking for a football coach i'm your gal i will literally go into nebraska and there are also like a lot of old old takes being exposed because when Scott Frost was first hired, it was with a similar storyline to Jim Harbaugh being hired, and that it was like the prodigal son returning, <laughs> and both of them looked a little shaky at first. The difference was, first of all, Michigan looking shaky is like going ten and two, um, yeah, and also like the trajectories beyond the shake was like a shaky cliff and a shaky. I sent into the heavens. The latter being Jim Harbaugh. Nice. Um, do you want to do the next one, Harley? And somebody else Harley got Harley? app-stated, and that was Texas A&M. So for once, you know, we get the heat off of us as App-State gets to make fun of Texas A&M mercilessly. You know, you buy the number one recruiting class, you're ranked number, what, six, and then you blow it to App-State. Like everyone was saying, don't schedule App-State. Also, the Sun Belt was filleting people out left and right, as is the next one on our list. Take it away. Um, Notre Dame lost to Marshall, and why do I have... Oh, because I was watching the end of this game, so I have another <laughs> another snip. <laughs> snip. Um, I, I watched, like, the end of most of the good games this week because I was just scrolling. Like, every time a game ended, I just smiled to myself and looked to see which other one was about to end and knew that it would also be absolute chaos. Um, mm-hmm. The end of the Notre Dame-Marshall game was Notre Dame punt, Marshall touchdown, Notre Dame... Wait, I'm confused. Oh, Notre Dame interception it. touchdown, which was, like, mm-hmm. Marshall intercepted and got a touchdown. 
And so then Notre Dame gets the ball back. So a pick six. <laughs> um, oh, very nice. So I was going to say, just say pick six. <laughs> I'm looking at it. On the stat, it says interception touchdown, which threw me off. And then promptly thereafter, another, another Notre Dame interception. And then Marshall punted. And then Notre Dame did get a touchdown, but it wasn't enough. And then the game was over. Nice. So Notre Dame is 0 and 2 <laughs> for the first time in... No. Yeah, for the first time no in idea. a minute, something like that. I, and maybe. the new I'm head coach. I'm also zero and two and around the hand at Harles, so maybe I you, and, you and Marcus Freeman can. But he's zero and three because he like coached chat. the whole game. Yeah, maybe you guys can oh, have yeah. like group therapy together about it. Do you like my little asterisk? <laughs> yeah, do you want to that? The asterisk says when they have a hot head coach, but not a hot team. Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> Which is why we feel worse for Marcus Friedman than Brian Kelly. We have to admit our biases. Absolutely. Yes. We have to admit our biases. Um, the and next that, one. At no point would I feel sad for Brian Kelly. <laughs> Just like on principle. Nothing about him like brings sympathy from your heart. Right? Like, yeah. Like part of it is like, okay, yeah, that's just like his face. <laughs> Not saying he's ugly, I'm saying it's like facial expressions and how he turns bright red and ish purple. But also he never fails to say the most like non-sympathetic things like he says things that it's just like if you were trying to make everyone not like you that's what you would say. He's really good at doing that isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next we have the Iowa Iowa yeah. State Cyhawk. So um which is because Iowa State is the Cyclones and Iowa is the Hawkeyes, which I'm sure everyone has known for 100 years. And I'm sure I've probably known that in the past, but this like year it came down. to me like with renewed vigor because I was thinking about if the Michigan-Ohio State game was called Buckerine. <laughs> I'm glad that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also called The Game and like half of rivalry games are called The Game. So we got to get a new title and I think Buckerine is be- literally The Game. No one else can tout that title. No, not that old. <laughs> I was reading in the reference section of Football for Dummies because I was reading the, <laughs> um, the like it was like rivalry games to know, and like three of them were called the game. That's and that true. my Football for Dummies is the like the nineteen seventies copy. Love that. Um, Harley, do you want to read the rest about Cyhawk? Because I realized I took your turn. No, no, like, you were, like, all this stuff. I don't think I would be able to, like, discuss beyond the fact that the score was 10 to 7. Okay. Um, so Iowa State's go-ahead touchdown, if you want to call it a go-ahead touchdown when the final score is 10 to 7, um, was a 99-yard drive that took 12 minutes and 21 plays. Which is just, like, how the, the state of Iowa operates in terms of football. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would love to know the history as to why. There's got to be a reason. Like how, you know, Big Ten teams tend to run the ball more because it's always snowing, so they can't rely on throwing it. That's fair. But, like, Iowa – well, Iowa State's not a Big Ten team, but, like, they take it to another level of just slow football play. There's got to be a, a sociopolitical reason. You must be um, the corn. That, no, I was thinking that, too. There can't be any other reason. There's also a missed field goal by Iowa. Um, and I also wanted to share that there's Iowa, like as in the state, not the football program, is celebrating the 
20th anniversary of <laughs> the largest garage sale. <laughs> wait, wait, why did I share that? <laughs> what is your sniff of this? Okay, we I had a move reason. On. I can't remember. We gotta move, move on. on. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously like the disappointing one because you know everyone roots against Alabama except for obviously Alabama. But Alabama almost blew a game to Texas, and Texas was almost back if they could have just gotten, you know, one point to force into OT, or maybe just, like, one eventually, like, earlier on in the game. I don't actually, like, know what happened. All I, heard, all I saw was, like, Nick Saban being pissed about the horns down stuff, and um, I fear for their football team, because Alabama looks kind of mediocre, and I don't know if Nick Saban will be able to handle that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that game was disappointing. And I think they said Quinn Ewers is out for longer than I expected. I feel like I saw that, which would be sad. Mm, that would so, be sad. our next segment... Like Alabama was... looks beatable, though, so... Yeah, they do. We'll they definitely beatable. do. They they definitely were beatable. Yeah. Our next segment should, that we'll have to get through really fast um, is misreads and airballs, which, honestly, we can skip most of the ones we have listed because they were already covered because we already yeah, talked about much. a lot of misreads and airballs. The one thing that I do have to say that's really important is my yes, hands please. for the week. My hand Let's rant. Go. Um I bought these bags of like dried food that you can just <laughs> add hot water to and then you don't have to cook. Um because nice. I I hate cooking and half the time I'll just like eat like stupid stuff because I don't want to make food. And I always want to get those pre-made smoothies that are supposed to have all the nutrients you need because I definitely don't get the nutrients I need. But I never mm-hmm. crave smoothies. I always crave green curry. So then I got the dried green curry and it like comes in a bag and you add hot water and then it's supposed to turn into green curry. And when I first ate it, I didn't realize I was supposed to mix up the bag first so there was no curry flavor in it and it was just dried quinoa. And no. I was like eating it and I was so mad because I was like, no. I spent so much money on my dried quinoa, but then I, it had a redemption arc because I went back and shook the bag and there was green curry powder. Oh my And then gosh. The, the next thing on our misreads and airballs <laughs> list is Karen's stat line. <laughs> so those two, pick your pick your poison. Oh my gosh, Kate's death line. You just ate water and like <laughs> floating in it. Ew. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's no, the, it was... The, it wasn't floating just in the stuff water. Up our sleeves. I'm just picturing it floating in the water because you no. didn't shake the bed. It was like so I'm just oh, picturing no. the water like on the top and like all this stuff that you wanted was at the bottom. No, because so, it, it was like a big. Mixed. It was a big bag, and I scooped out my curry into a bowl, and then I added water, and then I put it in the microwave, and then it turned into like a a neutral <laughs> tasting oatmeal that was just like quinoa. But then That's later, horrible. I took out the bag and I shook it, and then I saw a bunch of curry powder up here. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet lord. <laughs> there, you, there you go, Kate. If you're ever listening to this, uh, at least you were better than Han and her dried curry. Yeah, but I, like but, I said, I had a redemption arc. Maybe Kate will, too. Kate does have a redemption arc. Kate already had his redemption arc. Yeah, no, he, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see how quickly we can preview next week's game. It does not require much Ooh. time. No. We're playing UConn, which UConn is awful. Oh, look. We opened as a four-point... 44 point? 46.5? <laughs> My favorite. I hope we cover the spread. Um, but in reality, we'll probably have like 96 men on the team that are playing once again. Oh. 
Oh my, this is a fun little fact that you sniffed in here. UConn is the number 125 overall in FBI rankings. And we just played Hawaii, who was 131. Yeah, and also oh, I want to say Lord. Colorado State was like 115. So our strength oh, of schedule God. so far is not great. <laughs> um, they're currently 1-2, though. They have won a game, which was against Central Connecticut State, which I had to Google if that was a D1 team. Um so I put the two things that they're known for. One is going one and eleven next last year. The other oh. one is their women's basketball team, which most likely, if you think of UConn, you think of women's basketball. I also wanted to know. I'm not going to read the entire quotes, but if you're interested, definitely look them up. Uh, Color Colorado UConn's head coach Jim Mora Jr. had like raving things to say about Michigan. It was like it's a great opportunity to play against them. They're one of the best teams in the country. They have no weaknesses. He's said it's a great challenge for the young men on his team to be able to play a team like that. So super complimentary. I really appreciate that. That's a lot of, like, respect. That's cool to see. This has, like, nothing to do with UConn, but I just, like, came to my mind, and I thought I would share it with you, like, really, really fast. Please So do. the rec- the Rutgers game uh, last weekend, they scored 66 points, which is the most that they have scored under gr- their head coach, Greg Schiano. Fun fact, like, the okay. highest previous was 63 points back in like 2008 or something like that and they were like when I was reading about it they said this was the highest amount of points scored by a Rutgers team since Shano came back on the banks and I was like is this in <laughs> reference to the song <laughs> on the banks we so if you're like a local Rutgerian so are you like, like we're like a the, local Rutgers fan yes that's what they say back on the banks oh, that's and I was so like cool. no way they say on the banks just a fun little story so when I go to the Rutgers game, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, it's my first time on the banks." I don't know. I just I think it, I think that will work. I think that will work. Okay, so if I meet a Rutgers or if I meet a Rutgers fan in Boston, I can be like, "Yeah, I've never been to the banks, but I'm, I'm excited to do yeah. so." I think we should add it into our like everyday lingo. Yeah, like every in our everyday lingo, every time we reference going to Piscataway, New Jersey, we can just say exactly. On the banks yes. Cool. Since his uh, return to the banks, and I was like, to the banks! It's of incredible. the old Raritan. Of the old Raritan. Okay, right. so, maybe, like, quick round. What are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, JJ McCarthy. Awesome. So am I. Um, and then, I, once again, I really, I'm just gonna speak it into existence until somebody gives it to me. And it's somebody, it's JJ. I want 300 passing yards. <laughs> we not have 300 passing yards? No! Not from one person. Oh. Yeah, we didn't even have 300 total passing yards, I don't think. Yeah, I want 300 passing yards. Oh, we know. Okay, JJ had 229 passing yards. He could have definitely had 300 passing yards if we weren't exactly the, like, Warrens and Davises. Yes. Which is one person. Warren Warren Davis? Warren Davis? Is he Warren Davis or Davis Warren? He's Davis Warren. Okay. (laughs) He's Davis Warren. (laughs) All right. So if Davis Warren weren't playing so well, then maybe JJ would have had his chance. Yeah. Whew. All right. That, that pod. <laughs> podcast flew right by. It felt fast and furious. <laughs> um, make sure to follow us on social media because as we referenced last week, we really do have things up our sleeves. We have stuff up our sleeves. Things that are up our sleeves are like falling down. Like they're about to come out of the sleeves. They're like at our wrists right now. So I was so excited for what's up our sleeves. <laughs> and listen to the pod like follow and subscribe share with all your friends and we'll see you on saturday go blue go blue
Yeah.